What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Eminem Mondays podcast, email newsletter, YouTube video. I'm putting this out across all sorts of platforms. As you know, I always preface every episode this way. And I did mention, I believe it was last week, but recently I kind of told you guys that I'm playing around with some of the formats and the formatting of how I'm doing things. I'm going to let this be a little bit more free flow. Um, I have the email pulled up in front of me and I'm just going to kind of share the thoughts that I want to leave you with this week. And um, so let's just jump straight into it. I'm feeling pretty good this week, a little bit rushed, but that's because it was a short week for me. See, my wife and I, Megan, we were on a cruise. We went down to the Bahamas last Friday, and so Friday to Monday, we were on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship, enjoying a nice, much-needed, long weekend away. And so I actually started writing this, this week's newsletter while I was sitting in the coffee shop on our final morning there. And, you know, I was just kind of in this reflective state, just really appreciating the fact that I got to take a break. (laughs) And it's really hard because for us solopreneurs and people that are either just about to jump into a a one-person business journey or you're already doing it, it's full of twists, turns, and uncharted territories. And so it really is going to make you feel one of two different ways and maybe both. And that is it's either going to scare the hell out of you or it's exciting. And for many people, I think a lot of us, there's a fair dose of both things happening. But regardless, it makes for this mental and emotional roller coaster, which is very, very draining, no matter how you slice it, which means that it's a really good idea for us to create space to recharge. And so that can happen in a lot of ways. You know, you can spend time with your friends. Some people just like to completely shut everything out and just spend time on their own. You can lay in bed or you can go travel the world. Recharging is a subjective thing. What that means for you is different than the person next to you. And, you know, I think the reason we can all latch onto this idea, especially the encouragement, anytime I hear somebody say like, oh, Evan, like, you've been doing good, like you need to take a break or, you know, just the type of encouragement that's saying like, hey, put your feet up for a minute. It feels so good. And it's very refreshing to hear that because we live in (laughs) a time where the hustle culture is real. It is so real. And what it is, is it's really bad because it's so much in our face and we feel like we have to play the game of keeping up and always catching up and it's exhausting. You know, we already have enough on our plates and we have imposter syndrome that we're fighting and then we have the things that we're seeing on social media that may start to kind of permeate our minds and kind of our strategies of like, am I doing this the right way? I feel so behind, you know, all those feelings. And so the hustle culture is just really bad. That's basically what it is. And I think that there's, well, I know that there is definitely a time and place, this is absolutely true, where you need to basically plant yourself at your desk and get it done. And so I don't want to negate that because that's the discernment that's really challenging, especially if you run a one-person business, you're doing things on your own. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable. But you can only do that for so long before you need that moment to breathe And if you don't, of course, you're going to crash and burn. You know, for me, uh, as just uh, the example, I like to just, you know, uh, that's that's what I can share is my experience. If I go balls to the wall from like 7 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. 
And then I leave the home office. I go out to the kitchen, help with dinner, eat dinner, help get the, get the kids down for bed. And then I'm back at my computer from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., which that was really what I was doing leading up to the cruise because I just wanted to be able to put my feet up and not think about work or projects at all. But if I do that, I am just fully wiped out by the end of the week. And some people can probably are hearing this and like, dude, that sounds like a vacation in and of itself. You know, you might have so many more plates that you're spinning and things that are responsibilities that are just stacking for you. But it's to each their own. You know, we all have our threshold and we all have all of the different responsibilities that we have. Some of us are raising kids. Others of us are single. Some of us are working multiple jobs where others are, you know, fortunate enough to have maybe the savings built up to where you can fully focus on building up your one person business and you have that cushion. So you can't really judge where anybody's at. We just have to recognize that the burnout feeling can happen for us regardless of who you are or how hard you're working. It's going to catch up to you. You know, and if I have to do this, like I said, leading up to a trick, a trip so that I can relax, then that's fine. You're like, I'm willing to kind of dig in and, and kind of find the grit. And you, you learn about yourself in that process as well. Makes me think of just physical fitness and exercise. It's pushing for those last several reps whenever you're doing a certain movement. That's the real difference maker. And that's where you start to find your grit. Um, which we have to push ourselves to that point sometimes to realize our true potential. And I don't think that's any new information here, but it definitely applies. You know, but we don't want that to be the normal. That's really the point here at all. And, you know, I didn't take the leap of faith to become a full-time one-person business so that I could be a slave to my own business. You know, and like I said, I know I repeat myself a lot, but repetition is key to really hammering home good points for us to walk away with to where this episode can be valuable for you. Sometimes you got to dig in and work hard more than you'd prefer, but make sure that you're, if you're work, if you're going to work hard, right? Make sure that you're building something that you won't need this level of energy continually with no end in sight. If you're going to hustle hard in business, hustle hard to build leverage. So leverage, it's this game that creates winners. And now we're into the meat and potatoes of what today's M&M entry is all about. Leverage is this idea that over time, the inputs, the things you do decrease as the outputs or the things you receive increase. I'll say that again with less words. Leverage is the idea that over time, your inputs decrease as your outputs increase. Here's another way to explain it. Leverage means that you leverage means that you do something one time and then it keeps working for you and helps you do more things with less effort. It's like using a seesaw to lift something heavy on the other side. You push down on one end and it makes the other side go up. Lifting heavy things becomes easier because of the leverage that's built into the seesaw. With leverage, you can do something once and it helps you do more things without having to work as hard. So we'll use the example here. Starting a a podcast is a big undertaking in many cases. Building systems, SOPs, which stands for Standard Operating Procedures. These are things that will ensure that even though there may be a lot of moving parts to writing the episode, recording the episode, 
producing the episode, all the edits and everything that goes on in the back end after you're done recording, and then distributing each episode. Those are a lot of different pieces to just one episode of one podcast. You know, so you have a predetermined process, or this is the ideal at least, that you start to set up a process that makes it easier to get everything done and out the door. Because with that system and those standard operating procedures, it takes less mental energy and there's less friction in the process of creating every new episode and getting it out to the world. You're starting to build leverage through the idea of systems. You know, and I think my hot, my podcasts right now are very heavy on my brain because I've finally let myself buy the Roadcaster or Pro, what is it called? Rode Procaster 2. I have it right in front of me. I don't know if you can tell if the sound sounds a little bit different. I've got all these fun little sound effects in here. I can change the sound of my voice. Um, I can be, oh gosh. I've got everything here. Now I sound like I've got a megaphone. Um, or I can be a large robot. <laughs> so there's all sorts of stuff. And then if I feel like I need to say a really bad word, I can just say, how the are you? <laughs> so anyway, I'm playing with this new toy and this is my first recording with it. But podcasts are heavy on my brain right now because I'm thinking through formats and how can I make this better? And what, what, the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because where my head is at as I'm going through this process is oh, it's all around, okay, how can I leverage the content to grow my business? Okay, that's the big question. And that's a separate strategy and a separate thought. But then as you zoom into creating the content, for instance, this podcast or the video version or the email version, like there's so many different levers to it, right? I'm trying to figure out the best way to reduce the friction in creating it. As I was using in just kind of the standard example beforehand, that's like me in real time right now. So... (laughs) I, uh, when I was writing the email version, uh, a few days ago, which I just finished up, I was just like this sad puppy looking out the window, waiting for the Amazon, the blue Amazon van to show up down my neighborhood street. Cause I was just really excited for that. It felt like, you know, I was waiting for Christmas morning, but I have it. It's set up and, uh, I'm really excited. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the, uh, <laughs> back to helping out here for you today, instead of rambling about my new toy. So my justification, like I said, is that it's going to help me do more with less because before the workflow that I had was really tough with all of the softwares and tools that I was using to make every single episode. So hopefully over time, as I dial in all of the details of it, the quality of the podcasts start to go up while reducing the friction in my workflow, which saves me time and energy so that I can take that and utilize it on other projects. It's not rocket science, but this is that type of mindset for us one-person businesses, any solopreneur out there, you have to think like this or else, like I said earlier, you will crash and burn. Plus, I'm actually thinking about bringing back my old podcast, the very first one I ever started called Which Way Now? And I'm thinking about bringing that back in a few months. I've got some ideas. I don't want to speak too soon because I don't want to be the guy that shared everything I was thinking about doing and then none of it came to fruition. I'm just super brainstorm phase right now with all of that, but I'm really excited. 
and I have a classic tendency of just taking on more than I can chew. And so I'm really trying to be smart about what I sign myself up for, because if we're going to do it, we're going to stick with it. It's going to be an awesome um, readaptation of the show. And uh, anyway, I'll keep you posted on that. So what I really want you to kind of walk away with today is not only just the value of leverage, I've explained why it's important and uh, how it can really help you. But there's this guy named Naval Ravikant, um, and you can look him up. I know it's hard to spell. Uh, if you have the email version of the newsletter, which you can sign up for at evanshank.com, then you'll see his, the spelling of his name, or just type in N-A-V-A-L, that's his first name, Naval, and you'll start to see that Google will autofill in the rest for you, right? But he explains this, and I, it's definitely I full credit to him, but this is worth talking about for us. This is something, this information is something we can leverage. He says that there's four types of leverage, okay? So you've got capital, which is when you use money to generate more money. That is one form of leverage. Then you have labor, when you hire people to work for you. Or you build systems, like I mentioned earlier, that start to do the work for you or take some of the friction out of the, out of the work itself. And then you have the third one, which is product. So creating a product that can be sold many times without any additional effort, think online courses, um, think subscription-based services, think um, SaaS products, which is software as a service. Um, digital products are fantastic in this realm. And then the fourth type of leverage is code. So writing software that can then be distributed at scale with no additional effort. And in fact, some of what I said earlier with the product one could kind of fall into code as well. But that's really the four major ways. Those are the categories that any type of leverage that you're trying to build into your business, they're going to fall into one of those four camps. So it's really good for us to recognize that capital, labor, product, or code. And so just remember, I'm not an expert and I have so much more room for improvement. And my big aim, the reason I feel comfortable enough to hit record and to hit post and upload and share this stuff with you is because I'm not trying to be an expert. I'm just trying to represent where I'm at, what I'm learning, and hopefully it only not only like empowers you. Um, based if, if there's something that I've shared that's kind of like a good like food for thought or good insight for you that maybe you haven't thought of or have not been thinking about, or just the sense of camaraderie that you are not alone in your process. Like I'm in the trenches working on myself as an individual, as, a, as just a person, and as a professional in the one-person business arena. So we're learning together. So even though I'm not an expert... There's some things that I've learned and that's what I want to talk about on the rest of this episode is sharing like how I'm currently using leverage in my business to help me increase my output while reducing the input. Once again, you know, I'm like, man, I just want to take more cruises. I want to go on family vacations. I want to be able to ditch work in the middle of the day to go ride bicycles or dirt bikes with my kids. You know, that's the kind of life that I'm chasing after. That's autonomy. And that's why I chose to start working for myself. But it is a long twist, turn, windy road up a very steep mountain at times. So here's how I'm using leverage. Looking at the first category, capital, this may seem very stupid obvious to some of you, 
But how I'm leveraging capital in my business is my credit card that I actually, I'd show it to you. I don't have it in my pocket <laughs> right now. And I'd probably accidentally show you the whole entire front of the card and that would probably not be good for me. So anyway, I have a Chase Inc. credit card that I use for every single business item that I purchase or that I use. I use this card at the gas station to pay people. I use it for software, subscriptions. The list just continues. And I mean, I write off my haircuts, you know, because, hey, I'm hitting record making YouTube videos. So I feel like a haircut, you know, is part of kind of the look, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of some of the advantage to being self-employed is that there's a lot of things that you can write off. And anything that is a business expense in some capacity, it goes on that Chase Inc. credit card. And I'm not... Obviously, this is, I'm too small of a dude to say that I'm sponsored by Chase and trying to sell you on an ink credit card. It's just the one that works for me. But the reason, here's why it is a leverageable asset for me. It because I can get anywhere from 1% to 5% cash back on every dollar I spend. And yes, of course, that's a very small, small percentage. You know, so I'm getting a dollar to $5 for every $100 I spend. Yeah. It takes a while for it to add up, but some of us are spending more than we realize. And so that money kind of starts to stack up a little bit and it's not going to like set you up for early retirement or anything, but it's like, dude, if you're going to spend the money regardless, because you have to pay for the softwares, you have to pay for the computer that actually functions for you because you're working from your laptop a lot of times. If you have to do that anyway, might as well just go get a credit card that costs you nothing other than the application and 15 minutes of your time. Might as well get some cash back on it. And it kind of helps you um, when you're kind of going back through your like the bookkeeping part of the business. When you're having to just kind of keep all your financials in place, it's easier to look at all of your expenses because they're always on that account credit card, right? So it's not rocket science. And a lot of people do hesitate to take advantage of this kind of thing for whatever reason. And I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm just saying this is something that I'm doing. This is a form of capital-based leverage. Um, and I will clarify too, full disclosure, I am not suggesting that you go and rack up a bunch of debt on a credit card. If you're going to do it, make sure that you can already afford the stuff already anyway. I think that's just sage advice just from one person to the next even outside of business like that's the best way to live especially in the phase of life that we probably are with our businesses so i make sure that i i have it set up to auto pay and pay off the total balance every single month so it's connected to the checking account that i have with my bank or my credit union so that it always gets paid off every single month so that is something that's also helping build credit you know so it helps me in the long term, when I'm ready for it or choose to, it's going to help me access larger sums of OPM, which stands for other people's money, like the banks, um, for big purchases or investments if and when needed. So it's something I highly recommend. Anybody can do this, and all you really need is your EIN number from your business if you're U.S.-based. I don't know about all of the international uh, rules or how that works, so I can only speak on what I somewhat understand. So, and it only takes about 20 minutes to fill out the application and you are rock solid, ready to leverage capital in your business. Bada bing. The other thing that I'm doing, I've got, let's see, I've got 
a few others for you. So moving into the labor category, this is how I'm leveraging labor in my business currently. I have two people in my corner that help me out with running my one-person business. And you may be thinking, wait, Evan, that means you're not a one-person business, right? And I guess you can define it however you want. Uh, But to me and a lot of people, because I... For whatever reason, I guess my ego was wrapped up and I felt like I had to do everything on my own because I was claiming solopreneur, because I was claiming being a one-person business. And that's just, it helps you free up space. Like if you want to build, like if you're chasing after autonomy, which means time freedom, financial freedom, just overall freedom so that you can earn money and build something something that you're proud of and also have the time and the money to do what you want um, in your personal life. Um, that's kind of like the thing. And like if you want that for yourself, which I heavily encourage you towards because it's so possible, you're going to need help. You're going to need help. So they're not one, they're not employees. Uh, I'll clarify. I have very, very simple working agreements with these other independent business owners that have agreed to help me in certain areas of my business. So for instance, last October, um, so this was October of 2022, just to kind of date stamp this a little bit better. I found a really awesome VA or virtual assistant um, named Mars. She goes by Mars, like the planet. And uh, she's been the backbone of many, many things that I've been doing between when when I brought her onto the team and up till now and will continue to, Lord, Lord willing. So from small client projects to social media post creation and scheduling, she's been the sidekick to scatterbrained Evan over here. And her role has shifted throughout the months, but that's kind of the cool thing about being such a small business. You can kind of be really dynamic and agile and you can adjust things on the fly as you see fit that works for you guys as a team and is best for the business. But she's the one that helps me get every single one of these M&M email entries out the door. She helps me get them uploaded to Spotify and then helps me get the actual like blog version of it posted as an article on that section of my website. And I use her skills in a part-time capacity and truly I would be so overwhelmed and a sad sack of, here, hold on, let me find this. I'm still earning my, my thing. I'd be a sad sack of without her. <laughs> there we go. I nailed it. Um, so Mars, if you're listening, I deeply appreciate you and anybody that's out there, you know, putting themselves out there as a freelancer, as an independent contractor, like kudos to you. It's awesome that we can band together with other independent business owners to all kind of chase our dreams at the same time. It's it's a win, 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 win across the board. And so having a virtual assistant is something I, has worked well for me. I'm not going to say you need it. I'm not going to tell you that to go do it right away. That There's a lot of nuances and details involved with when the right time is. But for me, it was definitely the right time, and uh, it's been really useful to me thus far. And I told you that I have two people helping me out as of right now. And so the other person is a video editor that I just use. It's very sparingly, but on a project-to-project basis. And they've been responsible for the YouTube videos that I've put out over the past six to eight months or so. Um, that's loose timing, but right around there, not too long. Um, and it's very casual, and it works very well for us, just kind of the working relationship that we have. 
And I am thinking about doubling down in this arena to kind of give you a peek behind the curtains um, for me and kind of the content side of the business. Uh, I have been doing daily vlogs, actually, as a solopreneur, kind of just sharing the behind the scenes of life as a solopreneur, as a one-person business, as a, a dude that has hobbies and that has kids that he loves and a wife that he loves and the things that um, make up my life my life in its entirety right now. I've been vlogging that because I want to share and continue to document my journey, my process. And, you know, I think it's so cool for my kids and maybe my grandkids to be able to see that in the future and maybe it empowers and encourages them to chase after their dreams and not feel like you have to have something completely perfect before you ever hit go and try something for the first time. And I think it's a good way for me to share myself with the rest of the other one-person businesses out there, whether you're in those trenches already, like I said at the very top of the show, or you're thinking about making that move, I want to be able to provide some entertainment, some education, and just maybe a break from the stuff that you've got going on, and maybe watching my content can help you recharge and also maybe inspire you towards the next things that you're chasing after as well. So with all of that being said, I'm not trying to self-promote too much, um, but I may have to double down in the the hired leverage, the labor leverage that I would use in this area so that I can keep video content on a consistent in a consistent fashion for everyone. And uh so you'll uh you'll find out about that as that rolls out. I will uh let you know as I figure it out myself. So under the labor category would also fall systems. Kind of, I was giving you the four different categories. And when I mentioned labor, we're talking about either systems or people. And so I don't even know where to begin with this because I have a system for my daily routines. Like for instance, I always write the email version of these, which turns into a video script that I have up on a monitor right now for me that I'm help, it's helping me stay on track as I record this right now. I write all of that stuff in the morning or late at night. Usually that's when the house is quiet and that's when I do my best thinking. So that's, I I guess you could call that a system. Um, Maybe some people would argue that a little bit, but that daily routine has found itself to be basically a system for content creation for me or idea creation that turns into content. Um, But then even the social media content creation more specifically, and then the posting of it, podcast episode creation. And I've already talked about some of the technical side of that in this episode. Um, invoicing clients and handling payments, on and on and on and on. I have systems for things, and you probably do too, but if they're not written down and it's just kind of part of like what you would call like <laughs> you're just your daily life or your habits, then you probably aren't really realizing that you do have a quite, quite a few systems in place. And if you are feeling crazy scattered, then maybe that's a good place to start is just to collect your mind, take some dedicated time to write out the ideal process of accomplishing X, Y, or Z. That way you can make sure it gets done and it's done in a way that's efficient and you can leverage that system that you create and you can tighten the screws on it too as you go. You can make it better and better and more efficient over time, of course, Um, but that may be a great place for you to start. So if you repeat a task often, it's worth building a standard operating procedure document. And this is where we're making it a little bit more official, I guess you could say. I keep all of these in Notion. 
uh, for me. That's the software that I use to kind of keep all of this together. And when I hired Mars, I had an SOP document built inside of Notion that that was the first thing that I shared with her when I was considering bringing her on. I wanted her to see, hey, this is the process of doing all the M&Ms and getting it out the door each week and how we format it in the emails. And here's the logins to things, you know, and so it was able to help her basically jump straight in when I hired her and we could get, get going right away. So I was able to find, I was able to feel the impact, the positive impact on me in my like stress levels and also the positivity for the business because she jumped right in. So that's talking labor labor and systems, people and systems, right? That falls in the labor category. And the last one that I can speak on from my own experience that I am leveraging right now is the category of product, okay? And so the concept here is really simple. You create something once that you can sell or distribute over and over and over again without any extra effort. And this is the game that I've started to play since I launched my course called Simple Email Marketing back in the fall of last year. So the fall of 2022, or maybe it was late summer. I'm bad with time frames and time just goes by so fast. <sighs> but that was kind of the beginning of setting up this product leverage for the business. This helps me not have to specifically trade my time for dollars. Because if you have been following me at all, um, or caught any of the previous episodes where I shared kind of like my origin story of being a one-person business, I started as just a full-blown email marketing freelancer because that was the skill that I had or I had a little bit of skill and I felt confident enough to go out and get a client or two, take on a few basic projects through Upwork, which is a freelancing um, marketplace where you can find people that are looking for whatever the skill is that you're selling. So anyway, I, I ran a couple projects and so I was able to get paid while I learned and developed the skill even deeper. And so it didn't take me long to go from being, I would say, I don't know if rookie, I think I'm underselling myself if I call myself a rookie or an amateur, but I wasn't the best that I could be in email marketing just because I hadn't had the chance to like sharpen my sword, so to speak. Uh, but by freelancing, I was able to make money and I built my skills all at the same time. So I've put out other content specific to digging into that story and kind of some advice that I have for you if that kind of piques your interest. Uh, so go over to the YouTube channel. I can't remember what the name of the podcast episode or the YouTube channel uh, episode was. But anyway, just go to the channel. You'll find it. It's pretty It's pretty um, cut and dry. It's obvious where it's at. But anyway... Um, that was me saying, hey, okay, I have this skill. I have this thing that I'm trading my time for my money or to make money with as a freelancer. I'm going to build a course that teaches the fundamentals that would save anybody that wants to get into email marketing, whether they want to be a professional in the arena and they're just getting started or for a lot of you out there listening right now and watching this, you might just need email marketing and I would heavily encourage you to get started with email marketing for your business because it's this is not the episode for us to dig into this. I will continue to put out more content on that and hopefully 
you know, if I do my job right, you'll be interested enough that maybe you'll go check out that email marketing course that I put out um, not too long ago. But anyway, that was my first jump into this product leverage arena of my business. And I've also mentioned more than a time or two, if you've been paying attention, uh, that there's this personal branding. I, I keep saying the word workshop. I don't know that it's going to be a workshop. I'm still trying to figure it out and I have limited time and oh man, the excuses just continue to pour out of me right now. But I'm going to put together some really great product, some tactical product that's going to help you develop, like understand personal branding and then how to actually use it for yourself as you either are jumping into becoming a one-person business or you're already doing that. Branding yourself as an individual is going to accelerate the impact of everything that you're trying to accomplish and watch out because over the next handful of years, the necessity of a good personal brand is going to skyrocket. Mark my words. It's not something new, but it is going to come up quick on us. And I don't want you to feel behind the eight ball on this because it takes time to build brand. It takes time to build brand. So I'm putting together some sort of product around personal branding to help you out in that area. And so there's links to the products at the bottom of the email. I will try to make it available in the description um, or on the YouTube description. I'm not sure. I'll do my best. Uh, Once again, I'm a one-person business. I'm trying to figure it all out, right? (laughs) But whether it be courses, workshops, cohorts, masterminds, and so on, these allow you to keep generating revenue without always having to build something from scratch to sell again. You know, you think about like if you design t or if you like create t-shirts or like leather, handmade leather wallets that you sell on Etsy. When you sell out of those wallets, you have to go make more wallets before you can sell them again, right? And so the digital stuff is a great area to be getting into so that you can just sell it over and over and over again and continue to, that obviously helps you, but it allows you to provide a greater impact to more people in a shorter time frame. So that's where it's really huge and it's a win-win on both sides as you as the creator and them as the consumer. And that's what I love about digital products. No need for inventory, warehouse spacing, warehousing space, shipping, logistics arrangements, all of that stuff. It saves you a ton of money, saves you headaches. And then also subscription Subscription services. So think like Netflix, for instance, work great in this category as well. And this is something I'd love to incorporate as a revenue source for my business as well. So we'll see what the future holds. Uh, It takes time and I'm an idea guy. So everything is like, I'm always excited and want to like accomplish it all, all at the same time. And that is just not the reality. So we take it one step at a time, right? Um, So... The other thing that is worth noting here as we kind of start to wrap this one up, this is one of the longer episodes up to this point at least, AI is definitely on the rise and it's creating huge leverage, especially for one-person businesses. Don't sleep on AI. Just start toying with it. Whether you're using what Google has out right now or you're using ChatGPT or you're in the design space and you're using uh, MidJourney or the other image-based software, AI softwares, start playing around with it and just think with an open mind about how it could help you out. And as I'm doing that myself, 
And I'm just still learning as to where it can fit in um, into like my workflows and into my systems and where it just makes sense for me. And I'm just trying to understand it. I'm a student of it as well. I don't think any of us are AI experts at all yet because it's just so new and it's progressing so quickly and there's a ton of information out there on it. So of course it makes it hard to kind of sift through and find um, the stuff that's actually helpful for you specifically. So as I figure it out for myself, I will share my two cents on how you could use it too once I have something worth sharing because I don't want to give you bad advice. Uh, so I'm currently using it, not to its fullest extent, but we'll circle back on that. But in the in the name of leverage, which is today's episode, AI is something that you want to pay attention to. So as we wrap this up, hopefully this gives you some ideas on how you can begin to build or optimize your business using several strategies of leverage. So here's some practical, actionable questions for you to ask yourself so that we can start taking what we've learned today and applying it for the betterment of you and your business. So number one, what kind of leverage are you currently using? Are, do you have leverage built in? Do you have systems in place? Are they written down? Have they been turned into that SOP document? Do you have hired help, whether it's consistently or do you go over to Fiverr or Upwork and hire people to help you design something real quick? Are you leveraging other people's skills? Think through this. Do you have digital products? All of that stuff applies. So <clears throat> just take the time to actually know, okay, I'm doing, I'm using this kind of leverage, this kind of leverage, and this kind of leverage. Or you may be thinking, ah, I could really use some leverage in the labor area or in the capital area. Do you have that simple credit card? That's probably the easiest place to start. And then the next question is, can I increase the impact of this leverage? So if you are thinking about bringing somebody on part-time, which may be too far down the road for some of you, <clears throat> you'll get there for sure. Like, and you're probably going to need it eventually um, if the business is going well. But what can, what tasks can this person do for you? Can you, instead of looking for somebody who's specialized just to only do designs, maybe you can find somebody that's good at some of the administrative work and they also have some design chops to help you um, for maybe it's social media content or other things that you're creating for the business. So think about how you could find somebody that could have more of a positive impact. You get more of a return from your investment in hiring them. <clears throat> so that's just one random example, but how can you increase the impact of the leverages, the leverage the components of leverage that you're already using. Well, I'll word it that way. And then, of course, what are the other types of leverage could I be implementing? So think on that. Be creative. Don't, don't dismiss thoughts before you even are allow, let your brain kind of think it through. You know, just it's a fun exercise. Just kind of think about how can I develop a business that doesn't require me to hustle 24-7 every day of the year in order to be successful. Leverage is the ticket to the success that you're looking for. And then really, at the end of the day, all of us, and I always go back to this, is what is your goal? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? How much do you want to be making? How much do you want to be traveling? Um, are you going to build a family between now and then if, it, if you had it your way? Like, What does that dream life look like? 
and what path of leverage, what components, what levers can we pull to increase the likelihood of the success without burning out in the process? Because burnout is one of the leading reasons why people shut down the business in the first place. And it's so sad because it's very avoidable. So cheers to building a business that helps you live the life you've always wanted. And let's build this thing together. And maybe, maybe we could go on a cruise together soon. That'd be a good time. And if you do get the email version of this episode, then I dropped in a a nice picture of my beautiful wife and I standing at the Bahamas at the port with the cruise ship in the background. I'm looking at it right now on my computer screen. So go check that out if you want. Um, And until next time, have a great week. Keep crushing it. Look at how you can maximize leverage to improve your experience as you build your one-person business so that you can live the life that you deserve and that you've always dreamed of. And until next time, peace.